So yeah, I was thinking about something, especially after reading the gospel, uh, happened a number of years ago, uh, some other place, and uh, somebody, uh, one of the school parents, dads, uh, called me and wanted to talk to me. He said he was concerned about some of the things that were being taught in the school. So I met with him, and you know, he he was. He, had, he was a super nice guy. We had a very nice conversation. Uh, but it was him basically saying what he didn't like about uh, daily mass. Because every parish I've been at, we've always started, we've always had daily mass. And first class is mass. That first class with grace and the Eucharist helps kids throughout the day, but changes them in the school over time. Uh, so it was important. And he said, well, can... Can you stop doing that? I mean, it's, it's kind of a burden on us. And we don't, you know, we'd like it. I said, no, I can't do that. Um, I'm glad to talk to you about it and maybe help you understand. So we did that. And then he said, now the other concern I had is just, you know, you, you, the way you teach in the school, uh, not me, you know, although it was partly what I was presenting uh, when I teach over there, uh, you know, at the school where I was. And, uh, but also, with the, you know, what the expectation of the teachers were in regards to religion and, you know, ethics and morality and things like that, Catholic stuff. And he goes, yeah, it's kind of, uh, we don't agree with all that, and uh, could you stop doing that? And I'm like, well, no, it's kind of what we're on for. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was, again, it was a super nice conversation. Um, he was just asking questions. Um, I said, well, just, yeah, why? why? Why is it? It's just that that's just not where we're at. And he goes, maybe if you could, all right, obviously I get why you, you, know, you have to teach on you know, pro-life and you know, marriage and, and morality and you know, fertility and uh, being good and all this. I understand all that. Uh, sacraments, confession, Eucharist. Uh, he goes, but if you're going to do that, could you teach the other opinion and the other side of it? And like, all right, now I, I, I see where you're coming from, and maybe, uh, yeah, I'll definitely do the Catholic stuff, but if I'm going to present the other side, it's going to be how kids can th- think critically uh, with the gift of their minds and hearts to uh, avoid those things. I said, that's, you know, I can do that. And, uh, and so we, we, we chatted, and uh, I said, yeah, by the way, you know, I, this is the first time we've met. I've never, you know, I mean, I've seen maybe a school function or something, but never, uh, I, I don't think we've crossed paths at Mass. And uh, I said, well, maybe we're just missing each other on huh, different times over, over those number of years. And uh, he said, no, we, we, don't, we don't go. And I'm like, okay, all right, that's fair. And uh, I said, uh, why not? He goes, well, the kids go every day. You know, they go every day to school. I said, well, that's, that pales in comparison to the witness you could offer uh, by taking your kids on a Sunday. Because if, if it isn't important to you, Dad, no matter what we do here is going to matter. And so if you, it, it, when, you're, when the kids graduate, I'll give you 99% chance they're not going to go to Mass anymore. And that's usually how it works out. The dad doesn't practice. It's over. 
generally speaking. Um, and we kind of, <laughs> that was kind of the end of the meeting. And, uh, but it was, it was super nice, again. And I, I always, you know, those are challenging moments for me because, you know, one of my particular faults is that I want people to like me. And uh, I, and I've, I've made a lot of mistakes because of that, where I maybe pulled my punches a little bit and didn't say what I should have said because it was hard, or maybe I, was, I didn't want to lose a friendship, and maybe, uh, you know, I, I just didn't want to deal with the flack that I, w- I knew I would get if I said something or preached on something. Or I just, maybe I felt like I wouldn't get the support I needed uh, for my brother priests or, uh, you know, maybe, uh, who knows. And, and so I would have couched my terms or not said what I should have said. You know, and Bishop Malloy uh, recently said to his, us priests, we were just at a conference, he said, you know, people, if, if they never are angry at you, then you're not doing your job. And that applies to all of you, too. People don't get mad at you. You're not doing something right. And you say, well, why would they be mad? Well, like that, like that dad. He was upset enough to come in and talk because I was teaching on Catholic morality. And the straw that broke the camel's back for him was I, would, I taught on the non-negotiables for voting, which is part and parcel of Catholic teaching. I'm on for that. And, you know, because they had, you know, had abortion and had, you know, traditional marriage, these things. And uh, so these are real issues that you and I have to deal with. I mean, how many of you have ever been in a situation where somebody in your family came to you and said, you know, um, unless you do what we want, we're, we're not going to invite you to the wedding you know, you're not going to see the grandkids, or we're not, I don't like you anymore, or I'm going to slam a door, or I'm going to tell you that I hate you. Because you're like, all right, this is what we're about. I had a, I had a, uh, somebody come up to me recently, and uh, their daughter's getting married. Lovely couple, um, lovely parents. But all of a sudden, the daughter's got this idea that she wants to get, have the wedding at the reception place. I, have you ever, this is like a new thing, I think. Um, but it's not a thing, right? For us, we can't do that. Catholics can't get married outside of a church. Did you know that? It's got to be in a church. Um, if, if I said, oh, you know, I'll ask Bishop, maybe Bishop will let you get married in the reception hall. Bishop won't get permission for that ever. It's not a sacramental marriage. So you get married outside on a beach or at a reception hall, it's not a sacrament. And all of a sudden this girl has decided she wants to have it there because of the convenience of having everybody together and they don't have to move. And... But she, so, the, so the, the mom, came, mom and dad came up to me and said, you know, we're concerned about this. I said, as well, you should be. Uh, but good for you for talking about it. Now, she said, well, the funny thing is, is that this guy she's married is fantastic. And he's Catholic, and he wants it in the church, and he wants to raise his family in the church. He wants to go to Mass on Sunday. And this guy, I said, my goodness, that's a keeper. You know? <laughs> um, because let's face it, 
most of the men, even in the church, you know, I, I'm spe- broad strokes, I'm not speaking to any of you, um, but a lot of the guys are dropping the ball when it comes to the faith and not exercising their spiritual authority in the family and the damage that does, not just to marriages, but to families and kids. And here you got a guy who's doing what, you know, 75% of the Catholic men out there are not doing. I mean, unmarried men. And I told you that story about that girl that I know from Rockford who's just so disappointed because every guy she meets, it seems, doesn't want to go to church, doesn't practice his faith, doesn't know how to pray, and doesn't want to wait till marriage. You know? The, 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 the despair that she feels because she won't settle. And she feels like she's being forced to settle. And, and here you have this girl, now it's on the opposite thing. And I said, you, I said, here's what I'd say. I'd go up to that, your daughter and I'd say, hey, honey, I, we're so happy to get married. And we love whatever his name, Johnny. We love him. And you, we are thrilled that you've got a guy that anyone would kill for. That's going to like lead you in spiritual, you know, in spirituality, and pray with you, and and you try to raise your your family in the Catholic faith. Oh my gosh, you are so fortunate. Affirm him and and build that up because that's that's going to be an amazing gift for you. Start with the positive, and then just say, oh, by the way, you know, we're not gonna, we're not going to pay for that reception or whatever. <laughs> no, I, I'm just I'm I'm being goofy, being goofy. But have you ever been in a situation where you, you feel like you're kind of put in, backed into that kind of a corner as, as parents? And this is where you've got to say, I'm not, I'm not going to hell for anybody. I'm on for this. And I'm on as a parent to lead my children as best I can with joy and in the spirit. And this is where we're at. Now, again, as I've, I've made mistakes. And I'm sure some of you have been invited to this wedding and you know, it's a Catholic couple and it's invalid, but you feel like if I don't go, the family's not going to talk to me again. Or my kids aren't going to invite me to the baptism if they have one. Uh, or they're not going to let me take care of their grand. I mean, the, the suffering and the sacrifices we make if we stand up for the truth and the gospel. And, and the reason why I bring this up is because this is what Jesus is talking about. Because the Jews had the law, and they had it because they couldn't behave themselves. It was like a parent, God saying, all right, you're naughty, and you have to, you have to abide by these rules. The, the, the naughtier you are, the more rules you've got to have. So that's Israel. Israel is supposed to be this blessing to the whole world. And they failed. They were supposed to go out and convert pagans to God. Monotheism. What happened was they went out and the pagans converted the monotheists to paganism. The Jews became pagans. And so God said, here's the law, stick with it. And it was, a, it, was, it was an imposition because they didn't have any grace. I'm laying down the law, God says. Abide by it or else. So Jesus comes and says, I'm going to fulfill it. I'm the fulfillment of that law that was in a position, now it's a gift because I'm giving it to you in the Spirit. By the cross, we get the Spirit, we get grace, and we're going to have the law fulfilled in our hearts 
And we can do it with ease because it has become part of who we are. It's like breathing. I do it because the law is alive in me and Jesus Christ. I do it because I can't help not to do it. This is where the Lord wants us. And he goes, and it's hard because when we stand up for the gospel, when you stand up for your marriage, when you stand up for having more kids, when you stand up for the faith, and when you stand up uh, for, for life, and when you stand up for uh, all the things that seem to be falling apart uh, in our culture, that hold us together, is that shining city, huh? You're going to be persecuted. Why? It's like the guy in my office. Baptized, Catholic, but could care less. And he didn't want to hear a reminder of what he had given up. And he certainly didn't want to hear from his kids who were getting into school. The majority of the people that run Congress are Catholics. Got a Catholic president. When people leave the faith, they don't want to hear the faith. And so they persecute the faith. Now here. Did you hear about this? This happened uh, last week. Uh, the, the, the Archbishop of Nicaragua was put in jail for 25 years for preaching. Okay, this is a Catholic bishop. Uh, the Justice Department uh, and the FBI were keeping a list of Catholics who were pro-life on a terrorist watch list. And they had to retract the memo because it got, it got leaked last week. A lady in Britain was arrested yesterday for standing outside of an abortion clinic and praying silently. Justin Trudeau yesterday said he felt sympathy for the people who were burning down Catholic churches in Canada because of the oppression that the church had inflicted on them over the years. In the same country, a Catholic... Uh, Student in a Catholic high school was arrested, reported and arrested by his principal, and arrested by the police because he was talking about there being two genders in class, in a religion class, in a Catholic school. These are, see, brothers and sisters, the whole point of the Sermon on the Mount that we've been listening to for the last few weeks is about us becoming salt and light. Because if we aren't salt and light, we are going to be like the Jews of old who hid their gifts and became pagans because they wanted to be light. You're not here to be light. And I'm not here to tell you how great you are. We're here to get to heaven. I acknowledge my failures as a pastor and a priest for all the times that I didn't have the courage to say the truth. Once in a while, the Lord convicts me in my heart by the Spirit, he says, Dan, you get up there today and you tell him to buckle up. All right, this is the day. Do your job. I do mine, you do yours. The, the, the area of our concern is great. I care about the Archbishop of Nicaragua. There's not a thing I can do about it. The sphere of my influence is great. Okay, it's, it's small, but... That's where I have my influence. I can't do anything about so much of what goes on in the world. That's my area of concern. But my influence, while small, 
That's where I put my effort. You're my area of influence. I focus on you. You, what is your area of influence? It's your spouse, it's your kids, it's your friends, and it's the people you work with. That's your world. Are they more Catholic? Do they know Jesus? Are they holier or becoming saints because they know you? That's the question. For the times I didn't do that for you, I'm sorry. It'll probably happen again at some point in our, in our life together. But that's not what I want. I want the best. I want the best for you. And what is the best? Well, Jesus gave us grace. Jews didn't have it. The law was an imposition. We have grace. The law is fulfilled. It's become our very own breath and life. We can't help but do it if we, if we embrace it. By the Spirit. So pray in the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead to raise you out of your dead places and to live your faith with joy, compassion, mercy, love, and trust. You don't yell at your kids because they don't go to Mass. Does that help? You can bang your head against the wall till the end of time, and they're not going to listen to a word you say. But you witness your faith with love, and you pray for them daily, and you teach them the truth, and you don't back down when you feel you are being forced to compromise your own faith. You do not back down. You show courage, strength, but compassion, love, mercy, and joy, joy, joy. Because at some point, they're going to say, you know what? Mom and Dad, my friend over there, this person I work with, the world could be falling around them, but somehow they got a smile on their face. Where did that come from? The spirit, the faith, the love by which they practice it. So Lent's coming up next week. Next Wednesday, you ready? Let's make it a good one. I'll give you my list of ne- next week what I think we should do. Um, <laughs> there's a hint. No screens. Okay? And so you say, Holy Spirit, show me where I am weak and cowardly, where I am no longer doing my job for you. You have fulfilled the law by grace in my heart, and you have filled with that spirit of love which is a spirit of courage and right judgment and fear of the Lord, help me to step up and witness your truth in my life in the area of my greatest influence with my family and my marriage. Help me to do that. Holy Spirit, show me, convict me, and empower me. Holy Spirit, soul of my soul, I adore you. Enlighten, guide, strengthen, and console me. Tell me what I ought to do and command me to do it. I promise to be submissive to all that you ask of me and to accept all that you allow to happen to me. Only Holy Spirit, show me your will. Amen.